We are live. Woo! Welcome in the house, Pete, on Transcend with Debbie. That's what's up. This is Pete's jam, y'all. And I'm loving this vibe. We got started and we just got something. You came in hot. That's what I'm talking about. Pete's <laughs> like, I need some Jimmy. <laughs> I love the song that you chose today. So grateful to have you here. Thank you. It's an honor. Yeah. I've had the honor to meet you at the OC Paracon. Yeah. So much fun. So that much was fun. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I had a really good time. Um, if you were to go back, what would be your favorite event that you enjoyed through the whole thing? Uh, meeting people. Um, yeah. You know, um, seeing all the different speaker presentations was cool. Yeah, it was. Um. I, the, I enjoyed the whole thing. I wish I, I wish I, well, I, I will definitely go to some of the unearthing supernatural yes! ceremonies that did it. Cause I, I missed those. Um, so next time oh. I, I hope to catch those. Cause that sounded really interesting. Uh, went to the Patty Negri seance and, yes. and that was, that was fun. And were you in there for that? I was. And then I, okay. I stepped out right okay. in the middle in between. So I was in there and I was like, whoa, okay. I got to step out for a second. So yeah, that was cool. It was yeah. really cool. And we were all in that circle and we were kind of just channeling in on the, the loved ones and spirit when they were coming in hot. So mm -hmm. it was nice. It was a great experience. Yeah. Um, the boys, I always call them the boys when I talk to Henry or the boys, you know, they yeah. did such an amazing job setting up that um, open ceremony closing it up and then going into the ancient um, channeling, the ancient loved one and bringing in the story and the history of the times, right. He was going into, well, I yeah. was in that. And um, one of the biggest stories that he shared was the power of our tongue and our voice. And he talked about how the words that we choose to use, you know, and it was like, Whoa, it was really deep. It was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. So with that being said, yeah, we got to do it again. Those paraconferences, para paracons are like awesome. I'm having a yeah. really good time jumping into them. And, and of course, I got a great reading from you, which I totally appreciate. Totally. Oh, appreciate. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't mind just sharing a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Uh, well, I consider myself a regular guy who found the gift of mediumship later in life uh, yeah. in my 30s. And and uh, I'm originally from Boise, Idaho, and I've been up in Washington State uh, for 20-some years now, 20-plus years. And mm -hmm. I uh, have the privilege of living and working in this really old haunted town uh, yeah. that's across Puget Sound from Seattle called Port Campbell. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's one of Washington State's oldest towns. Mm -hmm. And our oldest house is 1859, and our newest house is 1919. Wow. And so they're all old historical homes, and the whole town's a historic landmark. And uh, it's company-owned, and so I work for the company that owns the town. Mm -hmm. Not too many of those around anymore. Um, yeah. So uh, I've been working here since 2011, which is when I started my... I don't know if I want to say career in paranormal research and investigations, but that's when I started seriously uh, investigating and, and researching. And that's when I started doing the Port Gamble ghost walk tours. And I've lived here in Port Gamble since 2007. Uh -huh. But uh, some people call me mayor. 
but uh, I'm the town site manager, not the mayor, because I'm not elected. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I get to run this this cool little haunted town, and there's so much going on here. Um, Tourist-wise, event-wise, wedding-wise, we do a lot of weddings here. And and uh, so, yeah, it's just been a, a really cool part of my life to, to live and work here and really get into history and historical research. Yeah. Which I've always been fascinated by history. And so this place was just kind of perfect for me. Yeah. And I felt that I was looking up your bio and I was going through your um, work mm -hmm. on the tours and I can see the detail of evidence that you would pick up on on the camera and just, you know, it was amazing. I was like, whoa, that was so cool to see that. How do you react when you see spirits so detailed before you? Uh, well, <laughs> I guess it depend, depends on the surprise factor mm -hmm. <laughs> that, de that determines the reaction, I think. Um, there was a time a couple of years ago a, where I had a private tour and we were in a place called the Walker Ames House, which is the most well-known haunted location here in Port Campbell. Mm -hmm. And I just was kind of given a little bit of history of the, of the place and we heard kind of a drag like a dragging noise on the floor behind me. And so I turned with my flashlight and there was a woman standing there right behind me. And she looked real. I got her right in the eyeballs with my flashlight and she didn't flinch or react. And the whole group saw her. So it wasn't just me. We all collectively gasped <gasps> and then yeah. she just disappeared. Um, so that was, that was really, that's the closest up, apparition that i've seen that everybody else has seen <laughs> yeah and i think i saw a picture of that on on your website there's that's that's a different picture oh it was and okay. in that the picture you're talking about so if you go to portgambleparanormal.com you guys you can you can uh see these photos that was taken by somebody on one of my ghost walks mm. And it was taken after the tour ended. The gentleman just wanted to take pictures of the fireplaces that are in the house because they're pretty cool looking. Mm -hmm. And then he got contacted me a year later. He said he got a new phone and the screen's much better on his new phone. So he sent me this picture. Well, what you see is down the hallway. There seems to be a gentleman standing there in, in one of the doorways with a long suit coat. Yeah. And he's got a white towel draped over his arm. So like a butler. And we know historically, early on in the history of the house, they did have a live-in butler there. That was a cool picture. It's very detailed. I could say yeah. that. That was yeah. really cool. Congratulations on that. Wow. And in his phone, like he was just going in there just to take pictures because of the of the fireplace, yeah. not realizing spirits like, what's up? I'm here. So yeah. that was so cool. I love that. Yeah. Now, I know when you um, shared your bio, you had your first experience on your way to Arizona with your grandparents, mm -hmm. right? And first, so, ex yeah, first experience I can remember. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. How did that feel for you? Uh, well, I didn't quite know what to think. You know, uh, I was seven years old, you know, and I had quite the imagination anyways. And I was way into Star Wars by that point. So I was very open minded to more things out there than we know about. Yes. And uh, it, it happened, you know, pretty fast. Uh, we're driving down the highway. You know, it was a straight stretch of high, highway. Um, 
northern Arizona and just out of nowhere, these two Native American men appeared right in the middle of the highway and they were in like traditional dress and they were faced away and they both turned in towards each other and looked back at us approaching them. My my grandpa hit the brakes, you know, (gasps) slammed on the brakes because they he saw them. He, and so he hit the brakes and we just basically, as soon as we got to him, they just, poof, they were just gone. And, um, so they, they turned, they turned back looking at us and then just vanished. And so when he kind of recovered the vehicle and continued driving, he, he, <laughs> you know, he's, he's from the older generation. He said, did you see, did you see those old Indians in the road? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, Yeah. And he said, don't tell your grandmother because she was on the other side of me sleeping. She was just sleeping, <gasps> you know, on the road trip. And so he said, well, don't tell your grandma. I'll spook her out. Yeah. And um, so when he hit the brakes and then him asking me if I saw them, that kind of had an impact of like my I remember my stomach sank a little bit like, oh, wow. what? Well, what was that? Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of it was just an experience and I just moved on and it wasn't until later in life that, um, you know, I realized it could have been, had more, it, it had, I think it had meaning for me, yeah. um, that they were, they were seeing me back then, letting me know that they're there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, you know, at first I was, just, I wasn't scared. I remember I wasn't scared. It was just kind of like, well, I, there's no way to explain that. And, and the look on my grandpa's face kind of spooked me a little bit just cause he was, his eyes were big, you know, and he's like, did you see? (laughs) Wow. Now that's what I was going to ask you. You know, once we go into this work, we get little, little nuggets here, golden nuggets that we can go, we can trail and follow. Did you Mm -hmm. ever find yourself going back to say, I wonder what that was or what they were trying to say to me? Uh, what was the message or the feel? Did you ever go um, back within thoughts within yourself? Not until I started my psychic journey. Yeah. Then I immediately thought of that and was like, oh, uh, that must have been something for me to know back then. Um, I did have an, another, it, I think, experience. I mean, it was so long ago, around that same time in my life, mm-hmm. uh, we had visited one of the um one of the parks that's got the dwell the cave dwellings you know in the cliffside mm-hmm. um from the native americans and i was in there kind of wandering around exploring and in, in these cliff dwellings and i don't know if i was supposed to be in there but i was <laughs> and yeah. i was walking around and i remember just my stomach feeling really crazy and feeling something around and I've had to really, you know, stop and think about this one because I, there was a shadow I saw and it looked like it had bull horns and it was really tall and, you know, like a, had like a fur, it looked like for the shape of it that it had, you know, like furs on this person, but it was like, um, or Buffalo horns. It was short horns Mm -hmm. and not the devil. Yeah, no, (laughs) I'm getting well, they can understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But, and it was just really fleeting, but I remember just feeling like I was not alone in there. But, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't really understand what could have been going on, but I definitely felt like somebody was in there with me. 
-hmm. and it was just like a shadow on the wall that I saw and then it was gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so it's very, it sounds like, well, I, is it fair to say that your family then has this gift as well? Because grandpa was like, whoa, did you see that? <laughs> and it feels very much um, that healing native ancestral connection that you're making. Not only um, yeah. I felt like the buffalo spirit is what you were speaking of. And Maybe. You have yeah. short horns. I yeah. couldn't tell. So, you know, I don't know. Buffalo or, or a bull. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm definitely seeing the spirit animals coming to you, you know. So <laughs> I got to say, did Grandpa ever share any stories with you after this experience? Well, so it was really the other side of the, my dad's side of the family that really has the connection. Yeah. And not not my mom's side. And the grandpa I was with was my mom's my Whoa. mom's dad. Okay. But he grew up he grew up in Oklahoma out in the Dust Bowl. And he he did tell a couple of stories of as a kid, him and his brothers found some caves in Oklahoma and they went in there and they found some really old Native American stuff in these caves. Oh, okay. And not sure he wasn't sure about the whole thing so they got out of there but he had apparently has gone to a couple of sites that i don't know that everybody knows about okay. just as a kid that him and his brother's exploring you know and and finding things but my dad's side of the family uh i did not know until i was in my 30s uh -huh. um so i guess about 10 nine ten years ago but not uh -huh. nine years ago. Uh -huh. And when I first met my dad for the first time, Whoa. he was he was like, oh, I see you're into the paranormal. And I was like, yeah. And he said, well, um, he says, you know, my grandma and the five women before were known as seers down in Louisiana. Nice. The Choctaw, the Choctaw Nation. And okay. he's like, so I know right where you get all this stuff from. And <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, geez. <laughs> that is so cool, though, right? And were you able to open up conversation with the other family members as you started to develop the relationship with your father? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean uh, like with my mom's side yeah. or uh -huh. um, <laughs> sort of in a way, you know, uh, it was you know, I wanted to be careful how I handled everything, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, but you know, my dad's family was, was very accepting and very interested in all the paranormal yeah. stuff. And, and my folks, my mom and, and dad, my stepdad, I call him my dad, but, yeah. um, you know, they were very into science fiction growing up. And so there was always kind of this encouragement of having an open mind and, and, you know, being open to different things. Yeah. Sounds like you're very loved and supported in all areas. Like you just have so many different layers that you can be like, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? <laughs> so you can really go bounce back ideas back and forth with different people. That's yeah. what it sounds like and get a good, like a different perspective of things. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's what you, that's what you need to develop is different perspectives. And yeah, it was, uh, you know the whole the the whole Choctaw thing was was amazing in itself, and it, part of my psychic journey. That's what kicked it off. Um, cool. Yeah. When you say kicked it kicked it off, what do you mean? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> well, well. So, a friend of mine, Karen Fraser, kind of came up with the term the universal two by four, mm -hmm. and it was. But I think it was 2014. 
Yeah, I think it was 2014. I was at the Oregon Ghost Conference, and it was in Oregon City at that time. And the Universal 2x4 hit me upside the head there while I was there and said, you're going to pay attention now um, to the other side of things. And so what happened was I decided to get a a psychic reading from somebody at the conference, and his his name's Seth Michael. Yes. And um, it was my first one ever. And, you know, I was somewhat skeptical of psychic work at the time. Um, And so I decided to get a reading because he was doing like a conference special rate, you know, and I thought, you know what? I've never done this. I'm going to do it and see what what happens. And so we went and found a spot and he said, hang on. He wrote a bunch of stuff down and then he said, do you even know what you have around you? And I said, well, I don't know. What do you mean? And he says, you have a lot of spirit guides around you and that you are going to be. And he said, you're going to be doing your own readings within a year for people. And I was like, what? (laughs) You know, and he's like, you don't know. You don't even know how psychic you are. And I'm thinking, "Okay." And he goes, well, I want you to close your eyes because there's somebody here with you. And I want you to reach out and see them. Who is it? And so I started, I I just went with it. I was being open-minded and I said, I see this native American man, you know, this is what he's wearing. This is how he has his hair. And then he says, well, what else do you see? Who's with him? And I just kept seeing this horse. And so I said, I see a horse. And he said, well, can you describe the horse? So I described the horse that it was tan and white Appaloosa, you know, spotted. And, uh, he said, this guy's not giving his name, but he wants you to learn it. And so I was like, okay. So I've tried what he suggested and I wasn't really coming up with anything. And so he continued on with the reading. And while we were doing the reading, a crow came and just, perched right on the outside of the window right next to me and sat there and watched us the whole time. And so this crow was sitting there and I was kind of weirded out by that. <laughs> and, oh, no. But, um, but so that he showed me his notes a little bit later and he had written down everything I described about the horse and the man nice. and my stomach sank. Cause I got, I got that myself, but he yes. had written it down prior to starting. And so that to me was validation that I saw what he was seeing. And so, and the reading was great. Uh, My grandmother had come through. uh, One of my grandfathers had come through. And after the reading, it hit me like a ton of bricks, the name Choctaw. And so I didn't know what that meant. I, but I, I ran up to Seth and said, it's, I got the name. It's, it's Choctaw. And then he said, well, I've got something for you. He had made all these little clay sculptures and stuff for, to sell at the conference. And he said, I don't even know why I made this. I made it about a week ago, but I know now this is for you. And it was a sculpture of an old native American man with his hand reaching out. And he said, I had called this piece breaking through. Oh, how beautiful. And I was just like, whoa, because it kind of looks like the guy I was seeing. Yeah. And so I took that and it was and then from that point on the rest of the conference, which was, a, you know, I think another two days, 
I just felt emotionally discombobulated. Just, you know, uh, you know, when you got so many emotions going on, it's, you, yeah. you get, I, I felt emotionally drunk, basically. Yeah. And so then I, I went and I did a tour, one of the tours at the conference. And I started to see this old homeless, this homeless man in this certain area. He looked real dirty and I could see that he was dead. And I asked the tour guide, is there known to be, you know, did somebody die right here? Yes. It was a well-known thing that it was a, a transient man who had died near these train tracks. Wow. And I was hearing voices. I was, my stomach was going nuts with butterflies the whole time. And I just kept feeling all these emotions that I didn't know why I was having. Mm -hmm. So then I went home from the conference and this is where it gets even more interesting. Mm -hmm. um, telling my wife about this and she's kind of weirded out, you know, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You know, yeah. she, she says I'm gullible. And so she's she's like you know well you sure it just isn't you know these people saying these things and you know and and i just it just felt so weird well i decided to look for my my biological dad one more time and because i'd looked off and on through the years and i decided mm -hmm. well i'm going to do one more search and see if i can find him and if i don't then it's not meant to be yeah well turns out he lived in oregon and because I was in Oregon City and made new friends and contacts on Facebook there, when I searched, it broadened the search parameters and I found my dad. Wow. I actually found my half-sister who was older than me mm -hmm. first and reached out to her and she went to go to my dad's house. She says, I live real close to him. I'm going over there right now. I'm going to put you on the phone with him. Whoa. And so I was like, okay. So she gets to my dad's house and she hands the phone to my brother that I didn't know I had half brother. Mm -hmm. And so he gets on the phone and I was just, you know, Hey, my name's Pete. I'm, you know, I think your dad might be my dad. Uh, I'm not looking to get anything. I just want to know where I'm from. And the first thing he says is, well, let me tell you, you're Choctaw. And I about fell out of my seat. Wow. Because um, that's the name that I was getting during after the reading. And then it, it just kind of went from there to where I was getting validation on. Anybody came over for dinner to hang out with us, their great aunt would show up or, <laughs> you know, yeah. grandpa would show up. And I just kept getting validation and sure enough seth michael was right that i started doing readings for people within a year and i've been doing it ever since yeah and you're learn, good at it. learning about you're, it so you're not you're amazing at it i oh, sat thanks. at your at your table and you already had a flower a little rose you already drew a rose and i was like okay i know what that means okay and then you <laughs> you had you were drawing as you were going i was like okay i know what that means also and so <laughs> And then as you spoke to me, you were so kind. And I'm like, okay, just just go ahead. Just say how it is. Just tell me what you got. <laughs> just say it. Say it. He's so compassionate. Uh, that's for sure. You're definitely very compassionate with oh, the, the way you're reading it. <laughs> and I'm just like, just tell me, Pete. Tell me what I'm looking at. Yeah. Tell, me yeah. not, tell me how it is. <laughs> so that was yeah. super cool. 
But what oh, a beautiful thanks. story that you were able to just give to us a piece of your heart of what you've gone through. Yeah. And it's so amazing how your ancestors and your loved ones were trying to reach you from the other side until you made that other connection with dad. Right. Like, like they were so persistent. That's why I was running age seven. Did you see it? You saw them coming. There was a connection there. And yeah. then all of a sudden you, you tried again and boom, there you go. Like that is such a beautiful way how spirit is going to show up for us. Right. It's right. So cool. Yeah. And, and after all that happened, you know, the, you know, the universal two by four hit me in the head and saying, Hey, you're going to pay attention now. That's when I started to look back on my life and was like, Oh, mm -hmm. that's probably what this was. Or I remember there were some yeah. days growing up where I woke up just, I can't, it was hard to describe to my parents or anybody, but I just felt depressed and like, yeah. But like, not because of me. Yeah. Um, like I, I never could understand why it, why this would happen. But looking back, it's I was feeling everybody else's yeah. energies, and that's what was, that's what I was experiencing. But at the time, I was like, why am I feeling like this? Or, you know, uh, dreams, and you know, often I would just start start thinking about somebody and be like, I have no idea who this person is, but I could see him in my mind, and like, I have no idea who this person is. Why am mm -hmm. I thinking about them? Who's Who's Dave? You know, right? I don't know, I don't know a guy looks like that named Dave. You know, and okay, I just so, yeah. always chalked it up to my imagination. You know, <laughs> yeah. So I have Dave over here, and I'm getting Seth on my end. So you got Dave, Dave's my <laughs> husband, and Seth for like months. I'm like, who is this Seth? Who was Seth? Before I even met you at the Paracon, I was like, kept getting Seth and Seth. Yeah. And I'm like, it can drive you a little bit like trying to put the pieces together. Like, what is yeah. this about? I yeah. told heart fills you right there. Like, so yeah. I got to ask, do you do a diaper deep into trance? Do you do? Because it sounds like you have such a, a great blend instantly. I, you know, it's, it's an ever going learning process. And I think you totally can understand that Every, everybody who does this work, it's you're always learning yeah. and developing. And so I, I don't know that I would consider anything I do as trance. However, sometimes when I'm just doodling, it's, you know, I've been, I've done readings where I've just scribbled a signature and it was someone for somebody at the reading yeah. And it was this person's signature. And in a way, I guess I kind of space out a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's it's always changing and in, in, in growing. You know, I feel like my information comes from different places now than it did, yes. you know, a few years ago. And and so I feel like I'm getting stuff from this, you know, earth organic sort of, you know, place. And then I'm also getting information from up there somewhere yeah for <laughs> sure know? and yeah. it's just it's kind of always evolving and and so who knows what'll what'll happen in years to come is, is where i go with it but for for me i just try to not try and just s say what i see or you know what i feel um but maybe someday i mean it, it'd be kind of interesting to be able to channel, which I don't know that I do. Mm -hmm. um, but that could be part of my journey, just not yet. You yeah. Know? 
So I've seen you work with your art, and that's the spirit art in the trance. So that's a light, light auto writing trance. So there's mm -hmm. a different. You're in it. I've seen you do that. So yeah, you're. I love that you're not labeling it, and you're like, I'm just, I'm in the flow. Like I'm just yeah. flowing with whatever comes, and that's the beauty of it, because yeah. you're the way you explained it for the listeners that go back and hear this. It's a dance. You are dancing between you and spirit, the spirit right. world, and the spirit of those living. So you're you're in the emotions of all of it and the the oneness that we all speak of. So you're really yeah. in it. Yeah, you are. So congratulations, you honoring yourself or where you Thank are you. at the moment. Yeah, because it's not an easy job to do. And some say, oh, you know, you're a psychic medium. Okay, yeah. But as you explained it earlier on, you were going through like a feeling of depression, a sadness, because we do pick up on the heavier emotions that people really do go through, you know, they're balancing right. and working through. And this is where the work comes in to give them that deeper strength or that diff that that hope from the other side, the healing. Yeah. And so you went from a paranormal investigator to a <laughs> psychic medium. Heal I'm going to say healer because the, medi the medium is the healer by delivering the messages. There's healing yeah. in that. Sure. So I see um, just having you here with me on this show, there's so much beauty in the work that you're doing. So, yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'd love to do more. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to do more and more work, you know, but. But you're the mayor. You're the sometimes, mayor. yeah, you got an adult, you know, and and I'd I, I just I've just found that <clears throat> doubt and and not being confident in, in the gift is, is always a challenge. Yeah. And my wife's really kind of helped me to see that, to, to just do it, just, yes. just do the work. Don't try, like, yeah. don't, the harder you try to pull something up for somebody, the harder it is to actually get something. And yeah. so over time I'm starting to like, let go and just trust it. Yes. And and just go with it. And and that's that's part of the growth. That's part of the evolution. Right. That's yeah. we all go through that, I think. And, oh, and yeah. the doubt, you know, your, your own self-doubt, like for me, it may always be there. Probably will be. I play in a band and and I've played hundreds of gigs and I still get a little nervous before, you know, playing yeah. a gig, you know, and so it should be that way with this too. And so who knows where, where I'm going to go. I don't know that I would ever really want to be a physical medium <laughs> because <That's right. laughs> I've seen how much that taxes people yeah. uh, on your body. So I don't know if I'd want to do that. I had, I had one experience where I think the spirit was trying to enter my body and I was fighting it oh. and it, it just, it zapped me big okay. time. Tell me what happened to you because I've experienced that, but I just thought I was entranced. So tell me more about this. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I, I was sitting right here where I yeah. am now, mm -hmm. and I, I was working on um, working on a case with some other people, and it, we were working anonymously, mm -hmm. and um, we were trying to locate somebody. And nobody knew if the person was dead or alive. And mm -hmm. so we were trying to locate this person. And while I was having a meeting with these other people, mm -hmm. um, this person came in and I could feel him standing right behind me. 
So I'm sitting in my chair and I could just almost see this person behind me. And then I got shoved down in my chair. Yeah. I kept sinking down. And I just felt like this person was like pushing down on my shoulders and putting their head over my head. And I was just fighting it. <laughs> Mentally, I was saying, I'm not ready for this. Oh. Uh, I don't know if I want to do this. You know, if you need to say something, you say something to me, but I don't know. And then after a while, because I couldn't sit up or anything, there was pressure yeah. on me. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, it seemed like the energy uh, went away because I was asking, you know, you need to go be with your family, oh. you know, and, and I'm not ready for this sort of thing. Yeah, like but a movie was, ghost. But yeah, but it was totally like I was dehydrated afterwards. Yes. My yeah. thoughts, I, I had a hard time like putting thoughts together for a little while and just oh. felt like all jumbled up basically. Yeah. So that could be a form of trance. You're getting a really close blend. Yeah. So maybe. The, the close blend is where they're coming in and you feel the impression of them being in like so close to you. That's yeah. the blend of the trance. So you're going, they're coming in and that that sense so you definitely made that connect um when it comes you know like and for you to get thirsty all of that all our our physical body does get affected with this work yeah and so i had been carrying energy not knowing that i was doing trance and you know i'm just saying okay i'm, I'm a medium i can get this boom 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 and then like exactly as you said energy gets heavy your body goes into a nice relaxed state you're yeah. just kind of chilling and going into it and literally you could just see the soul the way you explained it was a little different. The spirit just jumped right in. like, And I've seen that happen. So I'm like, well, that was different. Because <laughs> I know when I when I was doing a, an investigation, a one, and it, it just kind of came in, phew, and that was like a trance. I be, your body starts to move like them. You start to speak like them. And so right. it depends on how you know the work is. So I don't know much about the physical mediumship. So that's also an area I have to learn more about. Oh. But... Yeah, be may and make sure you're ready for it because I know I'm not ready for that. <laughs> maybe someday, maybe someday. You, you know, I feel you there because it is true. Our bodies do take the hit, and yeah. the and the and the thoughts and the emotions and separating them and letting it clear, grounding the energy back. Yeah. I think my first time going into trance, I will never forget it. It was so vibrant. It was so beautiful. I was doing holding space for energy, for energy work to come in, to release and do some healing. And I could literally feel my body just elevated so high. And I felt like my body just stretched. Like, that's the best way I can explain it. Like, I was just coming out of my body, like, woo! And I'm like, okay, ground, 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 ground. Come back in, come back in. <laughs> so, yeah. that's so cool. So, it sounds like you've experienced a lot of things. Maybe you haven't put a label to it, but mm -hmm. I definitely love that you're organic in that way. And that's the beauty. Again, there's the word, that's the beauty. And I love your wife saying you're gullible because my husband says, I'm so gullible. You're so <laughs> gullible. And I'm just like, oh, well, what do you mean? <laughs> so yeah. it, it's just because we're so open that that just gives permission for us to be that conduit, that, that vessel in the ambassador for spirit to speak have a place to commune and to come and be that voice. So I'll, I'll tell her that next time she says that. <laughs> Say, we're just open-hearted, babe. We're just open-hearted. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I love that.
So for those that are in here, I know you may have questions. Type them in. Hello, Allison Moody. Evelyn, thank you for being here. Cecilia, thank you for being here. Angelina, thank you, thank you. And Sally, thank you for being here. So I know if you guys have questions for Pete, send them in. Um, Pete, as we're waiting, if anybody has questions, what yeah. is your favorite investigation that you've done? Um, <clears throat> Let's see. Well, um. I mean, there's numerous ones here in Port Gamble, the Walker Ames house, where um, where it was very active um, in experiencing spirit um, live in the moment uh -huh. and capturing evidence on devices as well. Uh, one of them was um, there was this young girl who was speaking to us mm -hmm. and she actually answered our questions out loud disembodied so we could all hear it and so it was almost like we had a brief conversation with the spirit and we were and i and i captured it on my audio and wow. other people did as well and she's a girl named annabelle and it was um just when she spoke it was like an energy blast through the room Wow. When her voice broke the plane into our world, it was just like a, a punch to the gut almost. It was just, like, whoa, you know, you could just feel it. But she's 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 my little buddy, you know, there at the Walker Ames house. I always try and talk to her. And and uh, so that was a really impactful one because, I mean, it was I, I was closest to where the voice was originating from. And wow. so it was like right next to me. And and she answered two questions and out loud and that was that was really cool another was one any, oh go ahead is there any equipment in that or did you physically did you hear her well we all physically heard her you physically heard her whoa and then, and then it picked it up on my audio device too oh that's and so cool so i was able to capture it and but yeah no she spoke out loud and and there were a group of us kind of in this hallway area and everybody heard it both times that she spoke to us and wow. in fact this last weekend on my ghost walk tours friday and saturday night in the walker ames house kind of right before we were done i usually will play audio that i've captured and i'll share some stories and that means you know the group's usually pretty quiet and and listening and we heard a female voice twice both nights this last weekend the whole group heard it and so I think it might have been Annabelle because it kind of sounded yeah. like her. But that was a really impactful one just because it was like so close to me in proximity and the fact that we all had the personal experience and we had the equipment data to back it up. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool. She sounds like she likes it. She likes the starlight. I feel I like think she's so. got this little... I see this little girl running around in her little dress and she's like, yeah, yeah. let's go, buddy. Let's yeah. Go. I, I think she likes to be known that she's there. I love she, that. Yeah. Now yeah. let me ask you, we have a question from Evelyn. What equipment do you recommend? Well, for an investigation, um, I would recommend just um, that you don't have to go out and buy all the crazy expensive stuff, mm -hmm. but you want to have a digital audio recorder or two. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, your cell phone camera works great. 
for taking pictures, taking video. Yeah. Um, but an audio recorder is good, or you can use a built-in, um, a built-in voice recorder in your phone. Like I don't recommend using apps for doing audio work, but if you use your voice recorder that's built into the phone, um, that works um. just as well. But an, another good piece to have is a notebook an open mind, some skepticism. <laughs> Those are all things you should have as far as I, it's not really equipment, but us ourselves is equipment as well yes. on a paranormal investigation. So having an open mind and some skepticism, you know, logical thinking, um, you know, um, try not to believe everything that you hear right off the bat, but, you know, audio recorder and a notebook, notes are crucial on a paranormal investigation. So if you're like me and your handwriting is horrible, writing in the dark makes it even worse. So that's why it's good to maybe have two audio devices, one you can place somewhere and just leave it, and one you can walk around with and take vocal notes, take a vocal log as you go through. Hey, I just saw this. Hey, I just felt this in this room, you know, that sort of thing. So really just just audio notebook and yourself is really you can get away with it in your cell phone. I love that. Now, have you ever had an experience where you and I, this is for myself? I have walked through and I could feel the impression of someone there, but I didn't see them. But I knew that there was energy there of their spirit. Mm -hmm. How would you how would you interpret that? Well, I don't know. And I have the same thing here okay. at, mm -hmm. at the Walker Ames house, um, especially mm -hmm. here in Port Gamble. I've I've spent somewhere between 900 and 1,000 hours in that house over the last 11, 12 years. So I'm really familiar with the house. I mm -hmm. know a lot of the history. It's almost like I have blinders. I can tell someone's there. Yeah. I just can't tell who it is or get details. Now, if I go somewhere else outside of Port Gamble, and if a spirit were to come around, it's a lot different. It's a lot more vivid. It's a lot more clear. I can get details, but it's just yeah. weird. I don't know if it's because I'm too familiar, too comfortable with the house. I don't know what it is, but it's almost like I have blinders, kind of what, you know, you could tell someone's there, but you can't see, you know, see what it is, see who it is. And I don't really know how to interpret that other than maybe it's you're not meant to see them, but just that's what them. I was thinking. There you go. So we're so protected in what we're allowed our, our body to, to open up to, right? It's our own, right. it could be belief system, but I knew that there was energy there. I knew there was a person there. I'm walking in, I'm like, boom, there's somebody there. Okay, boom, there's somebody there. And you can see the impressions of them chilling and laying down or sitting right. down. And then it's till you really sit and start to channel, then you get the information for me anyhow. Mm -hmm. and, and so when I was doing that, that's the first time I experienced it. So I was like, okay, well, that's a different way of feeling that. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of hard to, you know, I, like I said, I'm always learning and, and I did have a, a great mentor, uh, William Becker with white light or, uh, excuse me, with paranormal insight. Um, he was, you know, kind of told me, you know, this is how you might try and approach this. If you feel this, that, you know, this is how you write stuff down. This is, you know, he really kind of guided me. So I, 
I just feel like here in, in, in Port Gamble in the Walker Ames house that I'm too familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like too familiar. It's like doing a reading, uh, you know, like for my wife, it's really hard because, um, you know, or initially it was really hard for me because I know her so well Yeah. and anything you pick up, you're like, well, could it be something that somebody told me 10 years ago? Could it be some, a story she shared with me 15 years ago or five years ago? I don't So you question yourself a lot more. And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of what goes on in the house here. And maybe if you experience, you find more experiences like that where you're just not getting the information, but you know, somebody's there. It's almost, yeah. maybe you're too familiar or something. I don't know. Well, it was my second walkthrough. So that would make sense. Cause I already had did the first mm-hmm. walkthrough and then the second walkthrough. So that makes sense to me. Cause I was yeah. like, I know this house. Okay. I didn't know it like that, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I love that explanation. You have Allison Moody say what you mentioned about feeling pressure, not being able to move and get up. That happened to her once many years ago, and she can't explain what happened. Yeah, I think. Go ahead, Mr. Pete. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I mean, there could be so many different factors. You know, I would, I would say, you know, was she sleeping? Was she waking up and had that experience? Um, you know, because then you get into a lot more factors physiologically that could cause that. Yeah. Or was it like a situation with me where I'm sitting in a chair, I'm in the middle of a meeting, and then all of a sudden, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like knocked out, peace out, spirits here. Yeah. So, I mean, there could be a lot, of, a lot of different things. Did she notice any other sort of, you know, activity or signs of activity around that time that might indicate there was somebody there with her? Did she, was she just like all of a sudden start thinking about somebody she hadn't thought about for years or, you know, or all of a sudden you just start thinking about your grandpa and like, why am I thinking about that right now? Well, that person could be around. So for her in that situation, you know, I would have a lot more questions. Yeah. That's (laughs) a great explanation. I always tell my students, were you asking for them to be with you? Were you praying for the help? So you always got to remember what your thoughts were before you start to see. So yeah. our, we invite them. Yeah, because if you're praying, don't be surprised if they show up. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you asked. Please help me. <laughs> exactly. Poof, here I am. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, great. Mm-hmm. I was in bed, and I believe I held, I had been sleeping, and it was in the afternoon, no activity, just unable to move to get up, but she couldn't. Ooh, that happens a lot, too. I get that a lot with people. Yeah. And that's, that's, t- that's kind of tough to, if I, you know, my investigator mind kicks in and, you know, I, when you're coming out of sleep, there's, there's so many things that your body can go through and it's not necessarily sleep paralysis, but it's, you're kind of in the, I can't remember what it's called, but there's like this phase when you're waking up where maybe, you know, not everything works right away or your mind your mind wants it to work, but your body doesn't follow through or it's delayed. So coming out of sleep is it's always harder to explain because there's so many like natural things that happen within our bodies that could cause something like that. But I would say if it happens again, write it down. Um, you know, write write it everything, every detail you can down about not, you know, once you can move and get to a notepad. Yeah. If it happens again, try and write down everything you can. And, and if it ha- if it's happening multiple, 
you know, you're experiencing it not just once, keep a log of it. And then after a couple months of that, go back and review everything you wrote down and maybe you can find some patterns. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to also notate like what you ate before you slept. Yes. You know, uh, were you drinking alcohol before you slept? Well, that can make maybe make you sluggish getting up, you know, and then but once you have a few months of those experiences and you've logged every detail you can, then you just go back and kind of review and be like, oh, I see a pattern here. And then maybe you can replicate the pattern, replicate that. And if it happens, then you know it's something you can actually make happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is a good question here, Pete. And I and I find this to be very interesting because, mm -hmm. you know, TV is energy. So this sure. one's saying, I'm watching a scary movie. And then sometimes dreams wake her up to make it feel real. Do you yeah. think she's channeling the storyline and the people and the energy of what she's working through? What do you think about that? Well, I think when you're, you know, when you're watching something scary or something exciting, it's, it's opening, it opens your mind more. And so then when you go to sleep, maybe spirit is or something is communicate easier to communicate with you yeah and it's so strong that it's almost like a lucid dream for you where do you know oops i'm dreaming and then you wake yourself up you know it could be a situation like like that but you know i don't really watch a lot of scary movies Me i just don't, i don't really like them you know <laughs> um and it because I have had those kind of dreams too, but what she's talking about. Yeah. But I would, you know, if you're watching something and it's very stimulating and very exciting, well, it could open your mind up more than you're realizing. And then when you go to sleep and you're totally open, the things around you, your spirit guides, your family that's passed along, maybe they're like, Ooh, she can hear us now. And then they'll, you know, she, she'll be able to see us. Let's, let's get to her. Let's, you know, let's try and communicate. And then that's where you have some of those crazy dreams sometimes. Yeah. So it's know. so true. And, <laughs> and if you're open and you're, let's say you don't even realize you're a medium or you don't know that you're a psychic. And just as me and Pete explained earlier, you know, he was feeling the emotions of depression or the feelings of someone that he was um, picking up on and it wasn't even him. So you can be getting those um, impressions mm -hmm. As you're watching a movie, even the people yeah. in the show, you can feel their impressions. You can, and not necessarily the storyline that's given. It could be really their story. You can be picking sure. up on who they are as people. So yeah, they, that's where they say, watch what you watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if it's you know, if it's something that like takes place in in you know in a historical setting or something. And it's something that you just like feel a connection with this movie or story and you don't know why, you know, maybe you were there in a past life. Maybe, you know, maybe that was a part of your soul journey and you were there at some point and then you have those memories way down in your subconscious that come out in your dreams. That could also be something else. A lot of people always say they get really scared when they say dark shadow, but I feel like that's just the way. Well, you go ahead. How would you explain that for those who may fear that dark shadow when they see it at the cross, you know, peripheral vision or just a real quick glimpse of it so that you can give a little education for those that are out there. Yeah. Um, not to say that non-human spirits don't exist because I, I very well think there's, they, they very well could. Uh, 
But just remember, and it's something I say more and more now, is that ghosts were people once too, and they all show up in different ways, whatever, however they want to show up, however they want to be seen. They allow us to see what they want to see. Um, the regular person will be allowed to see what they can see or what, what we could perceive. So if you're seeing a shadow, you know, there's always kind of a negative connotation with something like that. Um, I think because of, I think because of, you know, religious beliefs or, you know, just our own belief systems that we've had over the years and our own biases, you know, that we develop and take on over the years. So I just try and remember like ghosts were people once too. So even if it's a dark shadow, well, they were a person at some point and, um, you know, hopefully they were a good person, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe they don't want to be seen for who they are. Mm -hmm. Um, So I could take a dark shadow and that impression at, at, you know, in some cases that maybe they don't want to be seen for who they really are. So they show up as a shadow. Yes. Um, which means they're still kind of working on whatever they need to fix to move forward. Yes. Um, so I just try to, you know, if you see a shadow or there's activity that seems to be negative, you know, well, maybe it's being playful, but just remember ghosts for people wants to, if you're a jerk in life, you're probably going to act like a jerk on the other side mm-hmm. unless you choose not to do that. And so I think there's so many ways it could go. It's just, what do you feel and what does your gut tell you and what's your intuition say about that particular thing? Yeah. I love your explanation. And if you look at it um, in the energy way, you know, the gray is illness. There's a, there's in, if you're working with the colors and you're understanding the colors for us, color does show or presents itself as an illness. When someone's going through a difficult life or something difficult, that mm-hmm. darkness, shadow, it's all the energy that they're working through, their layers. And so for me, that would be my perception. Wow, they must have gone through something very heavy or something very yeah. deep. And so if it scares you, it's because you're probably touching on the impressions of something that they're going through or went through that was very heavy. So yeah. it's not so much that they're scaring you. But if yeah. you you're that person that can see it, there's there's some connection of love. They can only mm-hmm. come out of love and just opening up that perspective a little bigger, and right. you know see how that flows for you. So yeah. Pete, I loved having you here. Thank you, Mally, your wife, for sharing you with us today on Thanks. Transcend with Debbie. And for those who want to learn from you, because you mm-hmm. teach, where can they find you? Um, go to my website, portgambleparanormal.com and, yes. uh, you can email me through there and I'm hoping now that we're kind of out of COVID and all that to start, um, doing some psychic development classes again and, uh, or do some gallery readings, which are always fun. Those are um, fun. and I think I have one coming up December 9th. That's a gallery reading, but I, I'm looking forward to putting together some classes again and, and you know don't if you don't want to learn from me find someone you trust and if you're just starting out in this sort of thing it's always good to have a mentor somebody you can go to with questions and everything so that's what i always recommend is if you know somebody who does this work and you trust them it's a great place to start is with a mentor and then you know classes are always great 
you know, to meet other people and get their perspectives and go go to conferences, you know, everyone out there, go to conferences. It's you most, I'd say 99% of what you'll experience is you tell your story that, you know, that you don't tell anybody because you're afraid people are going to say you're crazy. If you're at a ghost conference, they'll say, Oh yeah, I've had that too. (laughs) You can share experiences. So, so much fun. They, the conferences are so educational. You yeah. learn so much. I love yeah. your feedback and how you just give them that open door to follow their heart. So, yes. Pete, you are a true ambassador for spirit. I appreciate you Thanks. being on Transcend with Debbie. And for those, again, look him up. He also has a talk show. What's your talk show? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's the Paranormal Pete Show. Thanks for mentioning. And we'll have to get you on there as well yeah. so you can get in front of my audience. But it's right here, WLTKDB. Um, that's the station I'm on. There's a lot of different content on there. But my show is Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Pacific time, 11 Eastern. Uh, on anywhere that you can stream, just type in WLTKDB and you'll find it. <laughs> and when the mayor's not busy, he's looking for ghosts, y'all. That's right. <laughs> So thank you so much again for being here. You guys all have a beautiful Thursday. Thank you again. Let's end with some Jimi Hendrix. Oh, no, we can't. I turned it off. I was going to try (laughs) to boom it up, but I can't boom it up. So we're just going to say thank you. It's Molly. I'm sorry, Molly. Thank you, Molly, for sharing your hubby today. (laughs) Thanks, Debbie. Take care. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye.